to the Rooted Tomorrow podcast. I am your host, Teeny. And I am your other host, Jafon. Hello, and welcome back. As usual, welcome to the Rooted Tomorrow. This podcast is a resource for parents to have conversations, gain new perspectives, and encourage you as you continue down the journey of parenthood. Have you gained any new perspectives? I mean, about parenting or about you? Really? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like I have, for sure. But this is kind of an interesting an interesting um, topic today. It's something that I think a lot of parents, specifically millennial parents, kind of struggle with. Um, Jay, I just have a question for you. When you look at your phone, generally, how much time do you think you spend on it on average each day? That's a, did you word that question properly? I don't know. Did I? I'm sorry. <laughs> Am I not of? I might have typed it. <laughs> how well, much do you use I your have, phone on average? How much, how much time do I yeah. spend on it? Each day out of a 24-hour day, on average, I would say like, it says three hours. So that's a lot. Three hours. Okay, well, I'm not going to tell you mine if you think three hours is a lot. How many do I times three by to get to your number? <laughs> mine says, my phone says on average, I use about six hours, which is embarrassing, you guys. That is mortifying. But, 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 in my defense. No buts. I do also have it on all the time when I'm listening to my audiobooks. Because sidestep really quick, that is a very good way, pro tip, to not get overstimulated. For me, anyways. I put a he- one headphone in, listen to an audiobook while I'm cleaning. The kids don't stress me out. And I'm not yelling at them to stop. So anyways, that is a lot of my usage is audible. But that's still kind of embarrassing, though. When you're sitting with yeah, I think your it- kids, like, do you find yourself reaching for your phone at all? Yeah, I've been very, very much more mindful of it. And I, actually, before I share that, I think all of us should do ourselves a favor after we listen to today's podcast. Go to your uh, screen time and just see how much time you spend on your phone every day. And those of you with children, who probably is the majority of the audience or the majority of you listening, ask how much of that screen time is spent when you're with your kid or your children. And that's been like a big thing for me because even having the TV on, it's like I've caught myself looking at the TV or looking at my phone and baby Jay's playing. And I'm like, it's not like I have to be entertaining him all the time, but at least I could be attentive, a little bit more attentive and present. Or like engaging. That's where I feel like I have a hard time is, and I think a lot of parents can relate to this is it's very hard as parents to like get down on like an imaginative level to like play cars or play magnets or something with them. It's hard to get into that mindset as grownups, but that is something that I've also been trying to be better at. Um, but yeah, that's embarrassing for me. I'm embarrassed by that because I find myself reaching for it all the time, which I know my kids notice it. And I know that they do the same things like with their iPads and stuff. I've never been super strict on limiting their screen times which again, isn't, I don't recommend that, but I haven't been. 
And it's embarrassing that that's what I go to. I, my go-to is to just get my phone, scroll, even and I just scroll for a few minutes or you think it's a few minutes and then you jump into this rabbit hole yeah. and then you're going all doing all these things. Right, right. It's so funny. Yeah. And it's interesting because parents will often set limits on how much their children can use, you know, a device. But how often do parents set limits on themselves? So that's going to be kind of the heart of our episode today is screen time limits, dot, dot, dot for parents. Yes. So. And it's kind of, hold on real quick. It kind of like, remember yesterday, I think I was FaceTiming you and Ollie just woke up and he came downstairs and I'm like, Ollie, which mm-hmm. Ollie's teeny's oldest son, seven, right? Seven. seven. And he turns eight next month. Yeah. Seven. And I asked Ollie, I'm like, Ollie, do you think that parents should put their phones down and he's like yes and I'm like why and he's like so parents can spend more time with their kids and then I asked him do you think kids should put down their screw their devices and he said yes and I said why and he said so parents so kids can spend more time with their yeah no he did he is also my he he that like quality time is definitely one of his love languages so anytime Ollie can be around us he is and he does let us know when he wants us to pay attention to him and put our phones down, which he shouldn't have to tell me that, but he does. And it sucks sometimes, but we're all learning. We're all trying to do better. I'm not here to shame myself or others. Right, right. But no. And so one thing that I actually have, I started doing this probably about six months ago. Me and my cousin were on the phone and we talked about it and she's actually taken it to another step. I think I said this in one of our other episodes, but I have put a limit on my phone. I do have limits on my apps. So I limit myself to an hour on all my social medias. Total? No. Across all of them? Each. (laughs) An hour each. Wow. But most of the time. So 12 hours later. Like Twitter, (laughs) like I never spend a ton of time on because I think Twitter's not, it's my least favorite social media platform. Twitter and Facebook are both my least favorite. But like Instagram, I put on an hour and I try to make sure that I don't use that hour in the day so then I can use it at nighttime when my kids go to bed. And so I try to be mindful of that. I mean, it's still hard, though. I'm not going to lie. There are days where I'm like, ignore, ignore limit for the day. (laughs) And I continue to scroll. (laughs) But the point is, is that I am trying to be better and I'm trying to break that habit of reaching for my phone. Yeah. It's almost like unconscious when we grab it our is. phone. It's just like, uh, I don't know what else to do. Well, especially when you're out in public, if you've ever been just like, even by yourself and you're just standing around, you're like, uh, I don't know where to look. I don't know what to do. Oh, let me grab my phone. Exactly. Or like and then, at a stoplight, which I know you shouldn't. I know. Hey, don't judge me. At a stoplight though, like my habit is to like look at my phone and then I catch myself and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, put it down. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it's a habit. And I've wait. noticed that I do it a lot. And I'm being mindful of not doing it. But everyone has those habits of like, okay, I'm at practice. I'm going to scroll. Or I'm in line at the grocery store. I'm going to scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think are like the, what's the impact, do you think, from a, a parent standpoint? The relationship with kids if parents are on the phone all the time. I mean, time. you're just not present. I mean, 
do you think that has like the potential to have like long, long-term yeah, effects of like feeling disconnected from your parent, like them feeling disconnected from us or I read somewhere, I don't remember where it was, but it's almost like feeling like they aren't enough. Like, Oh, just being here with me isn't enough. So my parent has to be on their phone or, you know, I just, I feel, I don't want their memories to be of like, me behind my phone. And that even comes like with just even taking pictures. Like I've also tried to be more mindful of being in the moment in certain situations instead of like constantly trying to get like that picture of us doing stuff and posting it on my story. So everyone can see what we're doing. I've, I don't, I want to be more present. Is like the impact that I want my kids to have. Like I want that to have that impact on them is I want them to see me as like a present mom who's not trying to snap all the photos and get the perfect image or, you know, just be on my phone all the time. It's, um, well, we could all ask ourselves too, like if you're on a date with your significant other or your wife, your husband, or even just like your great friends and they're sitting there on their phone the whole time. I mean, how would that make you feel? And to think of it from a child standpoint, it's like, okay, I'm here, I'm playing, I'm doing this. And I look up and my parents just staring down at this little device that they told me I can't be on that much. <laughs> and then you're you're almost like setting, like you're role modeling or modeling to them what you're, so it's almost like you're trying to tell this, do what I say, not what I do, you know? Yeah. It's very hypocritical. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've been really trying to, just like instead of grabbing the phone go, we have like a nice little bookshelf for baby jay and grab one of the mini books that he has there and he loves just to sit and read books yeah a lot of people don't realize the impact of like reading too to your kids how that affects them and their comprehension so i think that's a really good option right there or just getting down on their level and playing with them for me I don't know if it is just like my age and like our generation, but like phones have always been such like a a thing of us growing up. Like you always had a phone. You always wanted the phone. So for me, I tried to like whenever a friend recommended just like never having downtime, basically, like because when you sit down, that's when I habitually grab my phone and start scrolling. So instead of that, I'm trying to replace sitting down and scrolling with doing something productive. Because my kids are older where I don't have to, like, sit and entertain them. A lot of times they play together. They're building stuff together. They're drawing. And I don't always have to be micromanaging their activities. So for me, it's like instead of me sitting down while they're playing, I'm decluttering something. I'm wiping down something. I am throwing something in the laundry. I try to be more busy. Yeah, yeah. Currently, right now, while I'm trying to break that habit. But I, I think also it's like um, one thing that we've been mindful of is realizing like you don't have to be like your the personal entertainer for your child all the time. It's important. I I foresee it's important for kids to use their own creativity. Even Baby J, now he's almost 15 months. To like when he's just off in the, his little corner, like flipping through his books or playing with his toys. Like I don't have to be there making sure I'm playing with him all the time or we're playing with him all the time. Just let him be and explore and realize that like 
people aren't around just to entertain you and you can find ways to use your imagination and entertain yourself. Jack is really good at it. Jack's really good at it. Yeah, for sure. He has a very big imagination. Ollie was really good when he was at age two. And then as he's gotten older, obviously he now wants to like play video games or be talking to his friends, which is like another negative thing of like screen time is I read somewhere or saw on Instagram or something, LOL, saw on Instagram, where someone said like, it's okay, like it's okay to teach your kids to be bored. Like being bored is good. It's where they come up with ideas. And then you think back to like our childhood where we didn't have cell phones. We didn't even have the internet at our house. Yeah. We had Roller Coaster Tycoon eventually. Yeah. And Sims. But before that, it's like when we were bored, what did we do? Right? Like we played. We used our imagination. Elise taught school. Like we had all the neighborhood kids and Elise was a teacher and we played Barbies or I was out in the backyard pretending I was like a wilderness hunter person. So it's like, it's good to be bored. And I think as adults, we forget that because as adults, it's also good to be bored. For sure. Like it's, it's okay sure. to be, to train your mind to not need constant stimulation. Well, that contradicts what you just said, trying to keep yourself busy. Yeah, I know. I told you, I'm trying so to break gotta, the habit. Like I'm trying, you gotta, I've gotten in that you gotta habit. You got to sit down and take some breaths. Tina. I should. You're right. Or write in a journal. And, and meditate. Or meditate. But I, yeah, no, it's like I've gotten in this habit of like me needing constant stimulation. Like I'm constantly on my phone. I'm constantly having the TV going in the background or having audible in an ear. So yeah, it's like, it's the cycle of like, I've gotten in that habit of constantly needing that. But now I'm trying to like detox from that. And it's not easy. It's not like, it, it literally is like an addiction. Like it's not, Yeah, yeah. it's not as easy as just like cutting it cold turkey. It's like I'm going through steps and like trying to wean myself off of the constant stimulation. And it's not easy. It makes sense. But for us this summer, well, it's been fun because we're able to get out. Like I'm making sure that we're going outside every day. And make sure that we go to the gym. My kids go to the daycare at the gym and just making us busy in other ways. Well, I think that minimizing that screen time or even just sitting at home, like when the weather's right in certain areas, um, allows you to prioritize that quality time. Yeah, it does. And then those are like the memories that, that kids often go back to. I mean, I can think about that in my life, like, some of the core memories is not like, oh, we went and did this incredible thing. It's like sitting on the floor at grandma and grandpa's house and me and grandpa are building Lincoln Locks. Yeah. And I'm like literally setting up the little green army men that I had around the the perimeter or something, you know? Or him it's teaching like, us harmonica or something dumb like that. Yeah. It's like basic little things. It's not like these massive monumental trips, which were incredible because we went on a lot of camping trips and stuff, but it's like the the small little moments are like the building blocks that create such lasting memories. And I would think also help develop the character of the person. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think, again, that kind of goes hand in hand with like the screen time, like consumption is, I think I mentioned this before. It might've been in this one or the last podcast, but it's like the green monster, right? Like, the comparison comparison is like a thief of joy. So it's like when you are on social media and you are scrolling and you're seeing these families doing these lavish trips or 
going on all these nice vacations and then it makes you feel like less because you're like, okay, well, I'm not going to Bora Bora or something, which obviously for like a normal person, that's not a normal trip. But you see it on social media and you're like, this family's going to Bora Bora. I want to go to Bora Bora. But instead it's like, no, you're right. Like it is the smaller, the smaller adventures. Like my kid's favorite thing to do is to drive up the canyon to go to Mount Charleston and just go play in the field. Like that's all they want to do. And so making time for those little moments and also not having the need to capture all of those little moments is important. And if you do capture, you don't need to set them up as if you're going to post these posts. Yeah, like hair pose. Like, no, because I think about like grandpa, he had so many pictures and his pictures were just literally like stand there and then that's it. It wasn't, well, obviously at that time, it was like a roll of film. So you can't like, oh, that's not a good picture. Let's get another. Let me add this effect on it. But I mean, you can capture little moments, but don't let the moment get swept away by your need to try to capture. And share. Capture and share. Yeah. And share. Because that's what. Because are you sharing it for you or are you sharing it? Exactly. To help perpetuate that very comparison game that you say you're against exactly no no further questions your honor (laughs) thank you (laughs) what are some effective strategies that you found because you're obviously jack is jack and ollie are, are older than baby jay what are some effective strategies that you've had for helping the boys create a healthy digital environment there at home well like i said i have never really been super strict on limiting their time on screens, which is a double-edged sword, right? Like I feel like in one aspect, it helps them self-regulate, but another aspect, it can also go to the other extreme where they just want to be on screens all the time. In my experience, luckily both of my boys have been very good with their screen. Like I rarely have to like, pull them away from it because they do prefer playing with each other or reading a book or playing cars over it. And they never feel like it is like a, like a punishment when I'm saying it's time to like log off or put your iPads down or no more playing Fortnite. It's never been like a punishment tool. So for me and my family personally, and my kids' personalities, not having a strict limitation on them has benefited us, I think. But also, hand in hand in that is also, like, keeping my kids active. So, like, making sure that we are, like, going to swimming lessons. We do have baseball. We have golf. So, it's, like, making sure that they are getting an adequate enough, like, outside time as well. Yeah. And keeping them, like, entertained in that. Like, not making it, like, oh, you have to go do golf and then being bummed out because they have to leave their friends on Fortnite. It's more of like, okay, like, I'm going to go to golf. I'll talk to you guys later. So mm-hmm. that has helped us. But I have heard of, like, there are other people who their kids scream and cry when they have to walk up their iPad for bedtime. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a, a lot of. So it's like, again, like, it's not that one that. size fits all. Like, it's not one person's idea is not going to be perfect for every kid but it had like that has been a big factor for us is like I try not to have like a strict limitation on it but also knowing 
they, I feel like they also know my expectations with them and gaming. And then for me, setting that example, like I said, is like putting on the time limits on my phone and making it like a mindful, making a mindful effort to not be on my phone screen to face when we're spending time together. Mm-hmm. But also let's not like knock, like the let's not do anything days. Cause there are some of those in the summer where it's like, you know what? Go play video games. We're doing a nothing day. Yeah. I mean, I think there's like moderation and it's not just one, like do this only, but I would agree. I think as parents, we just have to be attentive to how we're spending our time. I think I read this quote that said, like, one of the greatest gifts you can give your child is your time and undivided attention. And I was like, that is so true. Yeah, and as I remember being a little kid, like, I craved that. And it was so huge when, like, I, I had that, you know, when somebody just really poured into me. And I think every day we have an opportunity to pour into our, our children. Um, and there are a lot of times where we could have, and perhaps we have spent it instead looking at one of those many hours that we spend looking into the abyss of a black screen that sometimes illuminates with light and then allows us to delve into a realm of the internet. Yeah, no. And I think like, if you are going to give your kids screens, because again, sometimes they are very helpful, i.e. flights, restaurants, etc. Um, a huge pro is like making sure you have educational apps on said device. So like my kids loved, there was this like triangle shape sh- circle sorting game. Both of my kids loved that game and it helped them learn their basic shapes. Jack currently has one now where it is like letters and sounds and he loves that. Like it has helped him significantly with pronunciation when he does play it. He doesn't always play it, but when he does, he loves it. And so, well, Miss Rachel has been huge for baby J. Miss Rachel. I have to say. Miss Rachel. Well, literally um, we were just in Destin. We went down there and, I was feeding him his applesauce and he, he said more and did the sign. Oh, see? Yeah. So not all screen time is bad screen time. It's just making sure that you're able to, like you said, keep it in moderation and use it to benefit you and your kids, not use it to, or not have it as a way to distract you from your children. So what are some things that you are going to do? to help you remember that spending those nine and a half hours that you spend every Shut day. Shut up. It's not nine and a half. What are you going to do to, to pull that back a little bit? Or at least to be, because I say awareness is like 50% of the time. Yeah. I think just this conversation also has like, I'll reflect on this. Like having this conversation helps bring more awareness and just keep reminding myself like I don't want my kids' image of their childhood to be me on my phone. Yeah. I think that's a big part of it. And just reminding myself that I only have so many years with them before they grow up. And I mean, Ollie's almost eight. That's only 10 more summers with him. Yeah. 
That's so wild. That's sad. It's so crazy. Yeah, I think just for me, when I do have the phone in my hand, to try to use that as like, there's this thing like the meditation bell. You know, have you heard one of those? That like, ding, yeah, like the, like the gong. To, yeah, Tibetan meditation sound. That you can use little things like that to like bring you back to your word. So maybe if I can remember when I grab my phone to have that internally be like that meditation bell so I can at least be aware and then ask, you know, what am I going to do? Am I just going to like click on this app and then scroll? Or is there like a purpose for this? Is You know, is it an email that I have to get to? But just try to be aware of how I'm using that device or what what's on the TV if we have it on. Yes. I like that, Jay. That's my goal. Anything else you want to share? No, I think that's pretty much it. It's all I got for this. Well, because I feel like everybody... I feel judged. I feel criticized. Just kidding. <laughs> well, you have resurrected. Um, everybody, look at your screen time on your phone and just ask yourself, how does that make you feel? And can and you cut it down? Adjust accordingly. And also know that no one is perfect. And I'm here with you, fellow millennials. We're not judging you from behind this mic. Solidified. So in conclusion here, remember to follow us on our socials. We would really, really appreciate if you enjoy this podcast to leave a review, um, subscribe to the podcast also so you can become aware of when new episodes come out. And if you have any questions, suggestions, stories you would like to share, you can visit our website, rootedtomorrow.com. We appreciate you. Yes. All of you. And remember, what you do today creates tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. XOXO.